Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL Leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bisking. We have a new sponsor I want to tell you guys about, Tom James Company. Crafted using your exact measurements, custom clothing is the perfect expression of who you are or who you intend to be. It's about getting what you want, the right fit, the right fabric, the right details, the right style. Ben Lawler with the Tom James Company helps you choose from over 500 custom suit fabrics and 250 custom dress shirt fabrics. He can help you build your entire wardrobe, including suits, shirts, trousers, sports coats, and even custom tuxedos. To learn more, visit stlleaders.com. And now, to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we have Josh Turner. Josh Turner is a Wall Street Journal best-selling author. He is also the founder and the CEO of Connect365 and Linked Selling. We will talk to Josh today about LinkedIn, how to utilize it, how to generate leads, and what LinkedIn can be for you and your business. It is now my great honor to welcome Josh Turner to the show. Josh Turner, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I greatly appreciate you coming on here this morning. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's dive in. Let's start at the beginning. I always like to give the audience a little background on kind of where you grew up and what life was like. Yeah, I, I grew up all over St. Louis, had a little taste of everything, North County, St. Charles, West County, some close to the city. And my parents just for various reasons, you know, probably not that entertaining for this podcast, but uh, they moved us around a lot. And uh, so I ended up sticking at Parkway West for middle school and high school out in the Baldwin area and then uh, went to Mizzou after that and so yeah that, that kind of takes me up to you know 18 or 19. Gotcha okay so then you after, after college you uh, in Columbia Missouri you come back to St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Yeah I came back I did Mizzou for three years I finished my last year and a half at UMSL and okay. then uh, and then yeah I got a job at a company called Boa Construction in St. Louis and um, uh, was there for like I don't know six years or something right out of college. Okay, and then you start LinkedIn selling. So that's really what I'm excited to talk to you about today. So yeah. what prompted you to start LinkedIn selling and what made you decide to really specialize in LinkedIn? Yeah, so when, initially when I first started working for myself was 2010 and I was working uh, as like an outsourced CFO at the time. It was that, okay. that company that I had, had worked for right out of college. I was running their finance department and kind of built up a network for myself and people knew me because of what I was doing there. And so then when, when that company closed in late 09, 
I was like, well, you know what? I could go look for another job, but I really want to do my own thing. And I'd been thinking about what could I do for a while and thought, you know, I'll just like try and get a few clients and help them with their spreadsheets and stuff. So I did that successfully for about a year. And and some of my clients um, started seeing some of the things I was doing on LinkedIn to grow that business. And we're like, you know, Josh, maybe you think some of those things you're doing on LinkedIn could work for us. And at the time, you know, LinkedIn was kind of a curious thing that nobody really knew how to use it. And, and But people could see that there was some business development that could be done there. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I had a, a client that hired me to implement a, a campaign for them. And from there, um, basically, that's that was the genesis of link selling and how we started it. I didn't really start with like a business plan that I, you know, had intended on, um, you know, like, you know, launching this business and it started as an idea it's just kind of like at one foot in front of the other stumbled into it and then the company really took off that first client of mine it was it was so successful that we were like you know i think this could work for other people and so at that time i was too busy to do all the work myself so i, I brought on ben niffin who now is the president of the company and he, he runs that company 100 percent. i'm not really involved in the day-to-day -day anymore um and We've got clients all over the world that hire us to implement uh, the the LinkedIn marketing system that we've developed, and and it's evolved over time and into a lot more. There's there's more that that we do than just LinkedIn, uh, but that is uh, that's the story. Yeah. So so 2000 and that happened in 2010. Is that is that what you said? Uh, yeah. When I started the company it was in 2010. Late 2011 was when we pivoted to to be full time in with linked selling and and no more finance clients. Right. So back, I mean, I can remember back in 2010, I mean, look, I've been in sales, business development my entire career. And back in, you know, in, that was right right around that time was when, when LinkedIn was really starting to make a name for itself as to your point, a platform for us sales guys mm -hmm. uh, to connect with other CEOs and CFOs around the community and pitch them on the, you know, that they need to take a meeting from us. It was almost direct. A I mean, it is direct access um into these executives in mail essentially and so you saw the you saw the need for for it and and started link selling uh to give a platform for those guys so when you started the company what were some things that you were doing here in st louis to get the word out of what you were doing you know i i was a big part of it locally was just tapping into my existing network on linkedin and that was initially the thing that allowed me to keep my lights on and get my first couple of clients. And then at the same time, I was doing all the stuff everybody says you're supposed to do when you're starting a business or, or just doing sales or anything like that is was networking around town and going to coffees and lunches with people, you know, and, and doing all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't I never really found that to be really successful for me. Uh, I know some people do have success with it, but for me, it wasn't really working. And so I. I I kind of slowed that stuff down after maybe six months of, of doing that kind of old school marketing locally and just really doubled down on on what I was doing with with LinkedIn and, and online. And uh, and that was what was most successful for me. So how did the St. Louis community play into the success of the business? Because now you mentioned you're you're worldwide, right? You have clients all over the place. And um, sure. I know I, I, I won't get into this, but the company kind of blew up, right? Like you you got became successful pretty quickly is that right uh you know i don't know pretty quickly is it's all relative started the company in 2010 and it wasn't until like 2016 that we were on the inc 500 list of the fastest growing companies in in the us 
So that's a you know six years to to get to to that place. But you know we were we're pretty proud of that, and we were on that list for a few years in a row. Um, but you know what locally helped me with my success was you know really it was just like some some key relationships and, and people who for some reason decided to take me under my wing. You know, and like the even though I I didn't even though I wasn't really tremendously successful with the local networking, having coffees and lunches with people kind of shtick and going to chamber of commerce meetings and all that kind of stuff. You know, there were some people that I met through that process that were really, really pivotal in, in, in me going from, you know, just working out of my basement, which now here we are doing that again, but uh, <laughs> going from working out of my basement to building a company with a bunch of employees and clients all over the world. And so like, uh, Bill Pranat, who's who's a, a guy in St. Louis that ran a community called Experts for Entrepreneurs, was was a great mentor to me. I met him just through doing stuff locally, and for some reason, he he really took me under his wing for a while. And and then uh, uh, Jim Canada, uh, who's a great networker in town, you know, kind of the same thing with Jim. I mean, right when I was starting out, Jim was really so generous to, towards me and gave me confidence that you know he believed in me that i could do it in times where right at the beginning maybe i was skeptical and worried maybe like how am i going to keep this going because if you're just getting started and you don't have much cash in the bank you kind of have a short runway you know yeah. sometimes sometimes uh somebody from the outside looking at what you're doing and saying this makes sense it's going to work you know is is uh is really critical and so some of those friendships and 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 people that helped me out in the early days were really critical to, to getting me where I'm at today. Absolutely. Well, I mean, what I hear there is it took uh, it took a team, it took relationships, it took networking, it took a foundation uh, to help drive you to that Inc. 5000 list. Um, and, you know, to the point, I know Jim Canada well. I actually worked for him as his director of sales and marketing for three years. Uh, and I also know Bill Pernat very well. Uh, great, great, great gentlemen, great leaders here in our community. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that they kind of helped help, help you get started in the beginning. But uh, two things on that. Tell tell us exactly what is linked selling. What do you guys do to help clients? So there's really two parts to our, our business now. Linked selling is our agency side of the, the business where it's usually a little bit bigger companies, usually, you know, almost all of them over a million in annual revenue, hire us to implement this marketing system for them or their sales teams. And so we're we're putting in place a multi-channel outbound lead generation system that leverages LinkedIn, but also outbound dialing, phone stuff with the SDRs that we have on our team that call on behalf of our clients, outbound email, uh, ads on LinkedIn, ads on Facebook. So it's a real multi-channel approach to touch prospects wherever they're at. And, and we implement that for companies. And then uh, on the other side for smaller businesses, a few years ago, we launched Connect 365, which is our, our software division. And we have almost 4,000 uh, clients right now who are using uh, that platform, which is an email marketing and social media automation thing uh, that really is is just geared towards helping um, helping businesses get more leads and make it more efficient. So link selling's successful, going well. Why, why start Connect 365? What was the idea of getting that started? Was it just for to, to hit a different a different demographic of, of companies? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the reason that we, we started it is because we realized that there's a huge segment of, of our community who are not going to hire us to just implement this this solution for them they're just not at that level yet in their businesses or they don't need to but they want to learn how to do it themselves so over the years we would sell training programs and teach people how to do what we do and that was great helped a lot of people 
but there were also a lot of people who who would struggle with implementing it on their own because there are these time-consuming components with sending lots of personal messages and staying up to date with the content that you, you know that you need to be sharing on social media that's part of our methodology. And so a few years back, we we really kind of put our heads down and, and tried to figure out a way to build a software solution that would solve those problems and make it much more efficient for people to implement our, our system and and therefore much more likely to get results. And so that's why we 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 stopped selling training programs and now it's uh, now we're, it's just a software business and we really give the training away. Sure, sure. Well, and I'm assuming in today's environment, social selling, you know, kind of a buzzword there, but social selling is, I mean, is more prevalent than it ever has been. Have you guys seen an uptick in business or how has COVID impacted your organization? Uh, it, we've been, I wouldn't say we've had a huge uptick necessarily. We've been, we've been stable through 2020 though. Um, of course, well, right when it happened. In itself. <laughs> say that again? I said, that's a win right there in itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We feel very grateful, no doubt about it. Uh, compared to what some people are going through, it's, it really is a blessing. Um, and I would say, you know, um, it, when it first started, we were nervous, like, who knows? I, you know, we, we didn't lose as many clients as we anticipated, and then our sales teams continued to do well throughout. And really what we've seen, I think it's just like, you know, most businesses are, are realize like that no matter what's going on with the economy, they have to continue to get in front of new prospects and generate leads and, you know, drive, uh, you know, keep driving for growth. And, uh, and what we do helps them do that. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. So, you know, given some tidbits for our audience here, what, you know, if you had to to give us some tidbits on uh, how to utilize LinkedIn, how to make it more effective, uh, how to generate leads, clients, all of that, what are some basic, uh, basic pointers you would give to somebody who's trying to utilize LinkedIn from a sales perspective? I think one of the biggest things is, is, is just the right mindset around being consistent with it. And, and it's like putting in the reps. Of, of you know if you're going to use LinkedIn to try and connect with prospects and you know turn connections on LinkedIn into actual leads and and get people on the phone who you connect with on LinkedIn and do all that stuff then just going on there every once in a while and poking around and throwing some messages out isn't really going to generate consistent results but if you can have a discipline where you say you know what I'm going to spend 10 minutes every morning going on LinkedIn connecting with new prospects working a, a, some sort of a system maybe it's the one that my company teaches um and, and and if you stick with that and you do it every day 10 minutes a day or maybe you just say you know i'll just do like 45 minutes once a week or something like that but if you can stick with it you'll generate so much momentum so the the, the key is the consistency and um and most people don't stick with it like that um, and so that's the biggest challenge that, that I think people have. And it's, it's mindset stuff. It's like, you know, put it on your calendar and do it, make it a non-negotiable and you'll get great results from it because it'll really snowball into some, some serious results. And then more practically speaking, aside from that, you know, what, what can people actually do? I think the thing that they, I, I say you don't want to do is just like connect with people and send them sales pitches. Nobody right. likes that. It doesn't work. And, and uh, people, I don't know. For some reason, I think people think that's what you should do because people see other people doing it. But then if you really put yourself in somebody else's shoes, like it doesn't work on you. So why would it work if you do it to somebody else? And uh, instead, think about how you can really systematically design a campaign 
for how you're going to reach out to people, what you're going to say in the message, and then how you're going to follow up with them properly and what kind of content you'll be sharing. And there's a few components to how to do it. But at the end of the day, how you're going to structure a campaign that's going to help you build relationships with people before you make a pitch or invite Amen. them to have a conversation with you. And Amen. So I think you just said, you, I mean, that that's it right there in a nutshell, because to your point, look, I'm in a sales position um, uh, and I get, you know, recruiters and other companies all the time pitching me on a variety of different things. And I always politely say, I'm not interested, I'm not interested. And I just turn them down. But if I get somebody who reaches out to me and says, hey, Brian, glad to connect with you. Um, thanks for being a part of my network. And they leave it at that. And then two, three weeks later, they say, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee or let's uh, let's grab a virtual coffee and learn how we can help each other. I am way more apt to take up on that take them up on that meeting than if the very first time they connect with me on LinkedIn, they throw me a pitch about why I should come work for them or why I should partner with them or why I should network with them or something along those lines. So to your point, it's not about just throwing a sales pitch at somebody. It's about building those relationships, connecting with them and giving them content that makes them want to then meet with you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you pretty much nailed it there. That's the that's the approach to take. And then it's and then keep in mind it's a numbers game. So like not everyone's gonna agree to, to that meeting with you, but that's okay. Just move on to the next. At the same time, I always tell people though, you know, don't just you know forget about people just because they didn't say yes in the first month or two that you got connected to them because their situation might change over time. You gotta have a way to continue to stay in touch with people. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. I think a good CRM, you know, we use HubSpot at our at our company, but um, I think a good CRM that can help you track that data that, you know, hey, I, I sent John Smith a message today. Uh, let's follow up with them in a month or two months if I don't hear back so that you're staying as almost kind of like a drip campaign, right? You're staying in front of them in a variety of different ways. Uh, but just because somebody says no today doesn't mean their situation doesn't change in two, three, four, five, six months down the road. Yeah, and what we like Connect 365, our software, it automates follow-ups so that you can have personal emails going out to people you're connected to. Let's say you want to send them a message every month or two to just say, hey, just checking in. Our solution kind of automates that, but not in a way that it looks like a MailChimp newsletter or something, which nobody wants. It's actual personal email. So right. it's really effective. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. And now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor, Enterprise Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Enterprise Bank & Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and I highly recommend that you check them out. To learn more, visit EnterpriseBank.com. And now, back to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. So tell me, tell me this. Do you think LinkedIn is overused by salespeople today? No, I don't, personally. I mean, I think generally speaking, I find it to be underutilized in most cases, uh, uh, but, you know, overused by salespeople. I mean, there's certainly a lot of people using LinkedIn for business development. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think where, where the reason I ask that question is I get I hear from CEOs and executives all the time. It's like I get so many LinkedIn messages a day that I can't respond to all of them. And while I get that, why I understand that, um, I think the people who utilize LinkedIn the right way, which is what we're talking about, uh, I think can still be a very, very, very valuable tool. But to our earlier point, our earlier little, you know, conversation there, uh, you got to know how to use it the right way. And partnering with a company like Link Selling, Connect 365, and your organization not only teaches you the right way to utilize that, but it also makes puts paints you in a professional professional light 
uh, rather than come off as that sleazy used car salesman. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. That's the worst thing you can do. Don't do that. We call those people leg humpers. <laughs> leg humpers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell me about your book. I know you've actually wrote a couple books, Wall Street Journal bestsellers. Tell me about them. What what prompted you to write the books and and um, and you know the premise behind them and where we can find them. Well, the main book that that I'm most known for is called Connect, and it is um, uh, the reason I wrote it was really, I mean, for marketing purposes. You know, I knew that if writing a book and if I really got behind it and made it a big deal, that it would be a great marketing tool for our company for years to come. And it's it's you know, that's proven to be the case. It came out in 2016, I think, and uh, five years later, it's still very relevant. So you can get it on Amazon. It's called Connect. I've got another one called Booked, which is kind of like the next step from Connect and, and integrates kind of more of the next level beyond just LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, the, the books have been been huge for, for the business. And uh, anybody that wants to learn about our system, you can kind of essentially get all the information in those books. That's awesome. So what are some other books or podcasts maybe that you've listened to along your career that have helped you know guide your career and get you where you are today? You know, I mean, there's so many uh, books that I've read. I love reading history books personally, and, and I get a lot of value out of seeing like what people went through, you know, decades or hundreds of years ago or whatever. And so I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. From a business standpoint, there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, which I, I like. And I, I think that one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, the, the, one of the biggest things to being successful in business is is the whole mindset thing because you know if, if you can read all the business books you want there's plenty of boring ass business books out there that you can read but if you're not if you're not really dialed in in between your ears and uh, ready to, to to kick ass and take names then all the strategy and tactic ideas are not going to be nearly as as effective so I like that one by by her podcasts. Lately, I have not been listening to many business podcasts. Um, I have been listening to stuff like Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. I listen to that every once in a while. Or, or oh, there's a there's a meditation one that I like by Tara Brock, um, and she does these guided meditations and spiritual talks, and, and I like that stuff too. Uh, so a good good balance and, and mix of stuff. Absolutely. Well, you know, the, you talk about the mindset book and you you talked about that earlier when you talk about one of the best things, advice you can give to somebody who's trying to utilize LinkedIn is set the mindset correctly. It's a numbers game and you, you got to be willing to grind every single day and, and stay consistent with it. So reading a book or a book about mindset, I, you know, I would assume is a great piece of advice to, to the audience to help get into the right frame of mind to be successful in whatever position that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Josh, I always end this podcast by asking the last, the same question to my guests every single time. It's always the last question of the episode. And um, that's just simply for anybody who's listening to this episode that's, you know, in the St. Louis community or, or even outside of our community as this, this show is, you know, broadcast all over the United States and all over the world. What is one piece of advice you would give somebody, whether it's about life or business? I think that the, uh, the, the number one piece of advice I was ever given long ago was, was that it's a whole life. Meaning that you, you can't just be focused on just business stuff. You got to really look at your life as as a, a pie and there's all these different pieces to the pie, you know, and if one of them's out of alignment, the others aren't going to be nearly as successful. Right. So like if you're not if you're not staying in shape and eating right, you know, that's going to affect how you're sleeping and that's going to affect your your mental energy that you bring to your business and your work. And so uh, that's that's a lesson that uh, over the years, you know, more and more as I get older, I, I take that really seriously. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, as we were talking before we started recording this morning, um, I'm a new father. And uh, when you have a child and we have a family, 
that kind of puts the whole life uh, thing into perspective, right? You got to you gotta take care of the career and the job, but you also got to take care of the family, the wife, and, and now my daughter. So I think that's some great advice uh, for anybody listening to this episode is, um, you know, you, you got to have a work-life balance and make sure you're taking care of your whole life, not only physically, but mentally, as well as, you know, the family at home. So great advice. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this to, to one final thought. Uh, where can the audience listen if they want more information about you, your company, uh, maybe some information about your organization? Where can they find you? They can look me up on LinkedIn or go to connect365.io. Uh, those are two good places to start. But yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn anytime. All right, Josh. Well, on behalf of the STL Leaders Podcast, I appreciate appreciate you coming on here today, sharing your wisdom about LinkedIn and link selling um, and keep doing what you're doing here in St. Louis. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. Thank you for listening to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Synchrony HR, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and NWO IT Services. Stay tuned for next week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast.